Hello, this is Talk 30. I know I've been out for a couple weeks. It's been pretty crazy, pretty crazy life going on right now. Um, I'm in the midst of, or we, and my, my family and I are in the midst of moving. And prior to that, I had COVID and uh, I was out of work for about 10 days, but that includes my days off on both sides. So technically I was only out a week but um, that was pretty weird. Um, I'm fine, I healed. Uh, it was a pretty weird uh, sickness. It was similar to like a cold. Um, I had very mild symptoms, um, but I was, I was getting tired really quickly. So you know how you, when you have a cold or something and, and you start doing stuff, because I'm the type, I, don't, I was bored on day two of just watching movies and trying to isolate and just stay you know, in one place and just lay down and rest and try to get better. And I'm a guy that wants to get up and around and move around and do stuff. And so it was super hard for me to just lay around, but I knew that I had to do it. And my body warned me and told me every time I did get up and try to do something, even to pack a box or, you know, to make breakfast or go upstairs. Um, Cause I was able to hang out downstairs when my family was gone for the day. And just those little things made me tired. So it was kind of weird. Another really weird thing about when I had COVID is I was hungry and thirsty the whole time. Thirsty makes sense because I was probably trying to, you know, my body was telling me to stay hydrated. But it was weird for me to be sick like that and to be hungry and want to eat. So anyways, um, I am coming to you from San Diego, California. My name is Sean F. Smith. and. Uh, moving on from COVID, um, I want to mention that in a really, uh, a very, how do I say this? I'm going to have a show soon. I'm going to have a couple of guests, uh, two of my friends that I talk to pretty much every day. Um, and it's weird because one's located uh, in Indiana, you know, the most, almost most northern space uh, or north central space of the United States and then another buddy that's almost completely the most south spot of the United States um, South Mississippi um, so we're gonna have a round table I've been talking about it for a few weeks we're gonna have a round table I want to be able to share our opinions on that show and um, soon We'll be having that show. We've been trying to work out the details and work out a day that works for both, or sorry, for all three of us. And uh, once we get all those details hashed out and stuff, we'll definitely be meeting. And the cool thing about it is, I want to really prove to people that we can have political driven conversations uh, without getting overheated without overreacting, without getting too emotional. Um, you can have a healthy debate. Um, you can agree to disagree. You can continue to um, speak up and provide your opinion. And I think that we need to keep doing this more and more. And I, and I kind of want to do the round table to prove that it can be done, that three people with differing opinions, different political beliefs, different values, um, all raised different in different parts of the country. Me being from California, um, 
Joe being from uh, Indiana and uh, Pokey being from Mississippi, it's definitely, uh, check out that triangle, huh? Um, it's going to be an interesting conversation. And I was mentioning to them earlier how, you know, I used to be uh, one of those individuals that would say, oh, I don't talk about politics. You know, and a lot of people say that, especially like at parties or at work. Oh, yeah, we shouldn't talk about religion. We shouldn't talk about politics. Um, shouldn't talk about, you know, certain things. I think we should. And I don't mean necessarily at work. Probably not the best spot for it unless you're really close, your team is close, and you're able to have those types of conversations. Maybe it would build strength and rapport and teamwork and, uh, you know, help you work better together if you better understand each other or your values, right? But I'm not encouraging that. But what I am encouraging is that we talk about... um, our beliefs. We talk about how we can make our country better. We talk about how we can all work together. We talk about how we can make it a better place. Um, so I wish we could have those conversations and we can have them in a civil manner, not lose friends, not lose family. I've mentioned this in the show before. It's just crazy to me how people will just shut it down and, and disown people or block people on their social media accounts because of differing political views and beliefs. A lot of times those beliefs and views and values don't even match in a house, in the same household. But we got to be able to have conversations about it. You know, we really do. we got to be able to talk about our beliefs, share our beliefs, talk about we, where we are, um, if we're ever going to make a change. If we're ever going to make a change. Um, I've said it a million times. I'll probably say it a million times more. I'll probably say it again in this show. But, excuse me, together we rise, divided we fall. You know, we really have to have unity in mind. So that, that's a little bit about the round table. I'm looking forward to joining the guys on the show or bringing them on the show and, and getting through that. Um, uh, on the show today, it's going to be exciting. I'm going to be talking about some of my pet peeves. <laughs> and you can share yours with me as well. So if you see this show, um, the link on Facebook or whatever, um, please feel free to make comments on there. Uh, give me a hard time. Um, or just give me your opinion and, and uh, tell me what your pet peeves are. I'm just going to go over a few of those. Uh, of course, I'm going to talk about the oil companies again and how they're robbing us completely blind. Uh, I'm going to talk about a, the, I'm sure you've all heard about the 100 ants, 100 red ants, 100 black ants kind of a, a theory. Um, how division is the biggest distraction, I believe, in the United States right now. And how the government spins on us and turns us against each other. Well, and so does the media. Uh, absolutely, they have their own agenda as well, which I will touch on. I will talk about COVID and the vaccines and the masks again um, because it seems to be hot topics and seems to be an increase in different different COVID strains. And so I want to touch on that a little bit. And of course, inflation, inflation, inflation. Um, 
and I'll go into some other things. Um, my opinions, I try to avoid that a little bit, but um, I just want to, you know, speak up on a couple of things and talk about the type of leader that we need in this country. Um, if we really do want to save America or make America great again, I've always thought it was the greatest country ever, so I don't know about the again. I'm going to touch a tiny bit on cancel culture, and then I'm certainly going to talk about some uh, future show uh, topics and what we got coming up, because um, I swear to you that I'm going to do a music show as well. Not just going to be all politically driven. It just seems to be the hot topics right now, though. So. So, I've been smashing on the oil companies for a few weeks now. And so I wanted to look into it a little bit more. Because the prices have been all over the place. I mean, I remember uh, as a kid in the league. And um, one of the kids' parents came over. It was one of the kids that was on my brother's team. They were a little bit older than me, so I wasn't quite in the majors yet. If you understand minors, majors, and little league. I know some other leagues have Pinto and stuff like that, but uh, anyways, in the league, and the dad came over, and we all jump in the car, and there's like five of us in there, and he tells me, go in and pay for gas, and he puts like 85 cents in my hand, and at that time, I probably got a gallon, and it probably got us over to the batting cage, got us over to the park, and got us all back home on 85 cents, and I'm guessing that was the late 70s, and... Speaking of which, since 1972, essentially, the oil companies have made $52 trillion, and that's in profit. I'm talking about profit, not sales. That's profit. That's after everything. Um, that's basically a trillion dollars a year. Which is plenty of money to have every single politician in their pocket. That's how these lobbies work, right? I've been hitting that base for a while, too. I just want to keep reminding everyone. And you think you're getting robbed at the gas pump right now? I know there's talk right now, and, and Biden's trying to pump his chest out and put his shoulders back and show us that he's lowered prices and gas prices. And I see where he's coming from only because he's been the blame, right, of gas prices. He's been the, the blame for inflation, right, over these past several months. So I can see why he wants to take some credit for lowering these prices. Oh, yeah, and they're just sinking significantly, aren't they? I don't know where you are. My gas prices here have dropped 30 cents in 30 days. That's an incredible penny per day. It's still expensive here, man. I think I drove by a pump today. It was $5.39. I don't know where it is, where you are. But if it can keep on going down to about 4 bucks a gallon, then I'll be okay. Because in California, I'm not saying it's the inflation or prices are any higher here than anywhere else because I don't live anywhere else. But they're incredibly crazy right now. What I used to buy at the grocery store for 100 bucks is 165, 170 bucks now. So, tell me. And then gas is running 
has been running about six something now it's down to about 539 so you tell me and the gas companies they've been ripping us off forever it's not just recent it's been since the 70s they've been ripping us off and so I just want to remind everybody about that it's not Joe Biden ripping us off it's not any other president or anybody else's fault I've mentioned before how I think COVID is kind of responsible for a lot of this stuff, the inflation and the prices, uh, supply and demand and all that, and I don't think it's recovered. So I did want to talk about the, the 100 red ants and 100 black ants theory. I thought, I found it very interesting. So I was doing some research on it and I think this tweet originated like in June, 2021. Um, a guy, David Attenborough, he's a naturalist. Um, he once said, well, I say once because this is where I tracked it to, but you take these 100 red ants and 100 black ants, right? And you put them in a jar and they can just kind of coexist together, just live there. Um, but if you shake that jar, shake that jar of ants, what will happen is the red ants and the black ants will start killing each other. Each of them thinking that the other is the enemy and not knowing any different. In a reality, the enemy is the person who shook the jar. And I, I bring this up because I believe the same is true in society. So, and, and you can talk about if it's um, young versus old or black versus white or man versus woman, science versus religion or faith, whatever you want to call it. I'll also add left versus right or Democrat versus Republican, um, so on and so forth, liberal versus conservative. Before we fight each other, can we not ask ourselves, who shook the jar? Who shook the jar? Anyways, that viral quote from Attenborough, um, upon further research, it appears that um, he got it from a passage from an author, uh, the novel Cat's Cradle, uh, from Kurt, I'm going to butcher this, but it's Kurt... Vonnegut's 1963 novel, Cat's Cradle. And I, as I mentioned a little bit ago, division is absolutely the biggest proponent, the biggest distraction um, that's plaguing us right now think that the government wants to divide us wants to be at each other's wants us to be at each other's throats wants to distract us we need to turn off the news folks and I don't care if you're talking about Fox or CNN or CBS or ABC or MSNBC or whatever it is that you're watching those shows are strictly for entertainment now it's entertainment value I mean, you might as well watch Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, for that matter, or even Stephen Corbert. 
Colbert, sorry, um, for your news. At least you'll get a laugh. You know, it's just strictly entertainment. It's not news anymore. It's the first story or, you know, the entertainment factor, the shock factor, the hot topic. It's about profit. It's about ratings. It's all about the money, folks. And the media wants to keep us divided as well. They're all part of the propaganda. They just they want us to all mad at each other. Going at each other's throats. So that we're not noticing what's going on there in Washington and elsewhere in politics. And I, as I mentioned, the, the news media, it is propaganda in my opinion. They they have an agenda of their own based on their they all say they don't have a political affiliation, but we know just by watching who they're politically affiliated by or who they are manipulated by. You know, the media, especially the past several years, maybe always, it's been all about fear-mongering and stirring the pot, getting us scared, and again, getting us separated, getting us divided. There's been so much rhetoric. I mean, especially with the COVID pandemic. I mean, I know there was a lot of uncertainty and unanswered questions earlier, early on in the pandemic, which is understandable, I guess. But as far as the recent happenings of COVID, um, the pandemic and such, have you ever taking a look at the CDC website. So currently on their website, just over the past few months, from say April 17th up to July 3rd, it states on the CDC website that 19,126 peeps of or with COVID passed away. Uh, 5% of them dying from only COVID. 956 people. Okay? So everyone else that died out of the 19,126 had at least four or more on average underlying health issues. And also, I would like to bring up the point that it states that the average age of the person that passed away is 78 years old, which is exactly what the life expectancy is and shows also on the same CDC website. It's currently listed that the average age of an American is 78 years of age um, when they pass away. So... Furthermore, I just want to add furthermore, during the exact, the exact same time frame, from April 17th to July 3rd of 2022, around 62,500 peeps died of obesity. And you have to also add on that, 
of folks that died of obesity with other underlying issues shoots that number up way higher even since we did the same thing with COVID. And that on the high end is 83,333 versus, I'll say it again, 19,126 people that died of COVID and other underlying issues. Do you see that discrepancy there? And that's just one of their health issues, right? So, <laughs> 62,500 peeps died of obesity, of just obesity, singly. Um, 1,900, 126 people died with or of COVID, 5% of only COVID. So that puts it down to 956. I just wanted to repeat that for everyone to make sure that you heard that. Because we're sitting here talking about COVID endlessly. And again, there's parts of the country that are making considerations about mask mandates and vaccines and vaccine mandates. There were even echoes recently I was hearing of boosters. Boosters every 90 days. Are you kidding me? Every 90 days? I mean, I know the pandemic is not over. It isn't. It's going to be around forever, though, so maybe it is over. If we know what to expect now, there's going to be so many different strains. Yes, there's going to be elderly and people with other underlying health issues that are going to get deathly ill. And it's going to be fatal for them if they get COVID. And there's going to be many, many other people that go through it just like a cold or like the flu and have minimal symptoms or be asymptomatic. Um, so I, I, I really think we need to weigh this out. And since, you know, the courts are ruling for states to deal with them, state to state and other areas of discussion and debate, maybe the same thing should be happening. And I believe is happening. Um, I heard from a buddy that lives in Mississippi that um, he sent a story over and it was that they, in Mississippi now, it's illegal for an agency or a company to require someone to be vaccinated or what was the other one? Um, they could not terminate them for not being vaccinated. Um, gosh, for some reason I'm thinking there's something with the masks too, but that's a, that's a serious victory. And I think other states are gonna head that direction too. But with the whole vaccines and the masks, um, I, I think the biggest thing that, not the biggest thing, sorry, I think one of the things that we could really learn from COVID and practice is the distancing alone. I think that that helps keep us healthier, the distance alone. And I know there's all these huggy people out here, these touchy-feely people and stuff, but you really need to take consideration everybody you know not everybody sorry I'm using the wrong words there's some people that will say well you're wearing a mask it's not protecting you it's protecting my family or your grandfather or whatever else 
I think that distancing can go a long ways as well. Most especially, well, inside or outside, but I think that if you're at a good distance and you're outside, it's highly likely that you won't get sick even if someone has COVID. So I think we could really learn something from the distancing part alone. I know there's all kinds of opinions on the masks itself, but what I keep saying is there was a period of time that my child was required to wear a mask at school. And then after spring break, they said, okay, no more masks for the kiddos. And I tell you, immediately my kid got sick. It was just like a cold or whatever, no big deal. He's been sick a bunch of times since he's been a baby. Um, over the seven years of his life, he's probably been sick like 50, 60 times. So it's no big deal. But immediately when they stopped wearing the masks, he got sick. And then two weeks later, he was sick again with something else. They picked up at school where he started puking and stuff and had a stomach flu. So we have different opinions on it. I think distancing can go a long ways, but for them, them, I say, there's going to be certain states, certain places, certain news networks, certain people in politics um, pushing the masks, the mandates, the vaccines. I am so tired of hearing about it. And what I mean is, if I go in the grocery store and I hear on the overhead, please remember to keep a six-foot distance, wear your mask, and blah, blah, blah. You know, for a while there, they were doing that. But now you're hearing all the commercials about um, getting the vaccine and protecting yourself and protecting your kids and even have commercials of folks of minority, uh, specifically the one I remember is there was a Native American guy and he was talking about his you know, family and the elderly in his family and stuff and how we need to keep them safe. And it's just this commercial, like, plug in the vaccines. And, of course, at the end, it's, like, sponsored by Moderna. Here we go, Big Farm, another lobby that's in the politicians' pockets, and they're just spending billions for COVID still. And they're making billions on the vaccines still and on the masks still and uh, it's just crazy to me and I hear the commercials all the time on the radio I don't listen to the radio a lot but every time I do when I have my Pandora on my phone and there's a commercial something that comes on with the vaccines or the masks it's constant um, I'm just kind of over that part you know I feel like it, it I go back to my opinion on the whole pro-choice thing and I have been all along I will tell you that I have worn masks, especially when there's a place that it's required, and I am vaccinated, and I have my own reasons for that, but I'm also pro-choice, and if you don't want the vaccines, don't get the vaccine. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask, but if you are sick, like I was sick, I wore a mask when I'd go places, and whatever, people look at me funny because 99% of the people are not wearing masks right now anyways. Um, you still see people here and there. Um, but if you are sick or you're afraid of getting sick, whatever, man, wear the mask. It's your choice. Who cares? We need to get over that part, too, and giving people a hard time if they're wearing a mask. But back to the, the, 
the CDC website, you know, and talking about the COVID deaths versus the obesity deaths. But if you mention, you know, obesity as being a serious health threat to Americans, you may be contemned. You may, especially, I'm not even going to say that part. <laughs> you may be condemned if you talk about obesity, obesity being a serious health issue in this country. You may be condemned for body shaming, which is insane to me because if way more people are dying of a health issue over another, shouldn't we also be trying to help in that area and be in support of in that area and try to protect people in that area as well? So I think there's a little bit of false guidance, I feel like, with COVID and the vaccines and the masks and all that. Everybody has their own opinion on it, but I'm still 100% pro-choice. But I also have the opinion of if a, a business or a place requires you to wear it, that you should wear it. Whatever. Get over it. we got to wear seatbelts in our cars. we got to wear helmets on our motorcycles. Whatever, man. Put the mask on. Five minutes. Whatever. Inconvenience yourself for whatever time. If it's required. Um, everybody has their opinions on that though but I'm totally pro-choice in the mask and the vaccines you don't want it don't get it please and vice versa you want to get it please get it man wear the mask if you want to wear it it's just like with our political views we should be able to talk about those and nobody should give another person a hard time or start throwing hate or you know being abusive or verbally abusive to someone because of their political belief or whatever. It's just insane to me. But I also wanted to cover inflation, inflation, inflation. So it's been a huge topic lately, right? And it's crazy to me because it's not just the United States going through this inflation issue. It is completely a global effect, especially lately. Um, whether it was the COVID pandemic that messed a lot of stuff up. And a lot of people are saying the war in Ukraine. Um, but as far as inflation goes overall, the United States is sort of in the middle of the pack. This is a global inflation effect. There's countries going completely broke. So... For people to say that it's Biden's fault because of inflation or it's Biden's fault because of gas prices. And believe me, I'll be the first one to say that Biden is not doing anything to help himself. He's not doing himself any favors by some of the decisions that he's been making lately. He's really not helping himself at all, or the Democrats for that matter. But... Um, but he's not responsible for the inflation. He's not the reason for the inflation. He's the president of the United States, and he certainly can't be responsible for the global inflation effect that's been happening. And um, I'll say that most of the increases are or have been because of the ongoing post and past COVID pandemic. 
of the increases in prices, and I mean food and gas and housing and everything. And with all this COVID stuff, the COVID disruptions, it's affected it. Again, the war in Ukraine. Um, the leader of the U.S. or any other country for that matter is not in control or responsible or can really do a whole lot to affect the global inflation and food and gas prices. So I do think that we need to work together. I do like the statement or the phrase, clear the swamp. Um, I know everyone knows that Trump is famous for saying that, but I also say that Trump's not my favorite. I didn't particularly like him or like him now, but I like that statement, that phrase, clear the swamp, because again, I'll go back to where we all need to speak up. I'm not involved in politics. I don't have political conversations, but do you want to make this a better country? Do you want to make change? You need to speak up. We need to work together and clear the swamp. We need to demand term limit term limits in Congress. We need to write to our congressmen or women or call them and bother them and demand term limits in Congress. It is completely insane to me. It doesn't make any sense that someone could be in Congress for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It's crazy. It's got to be term limits. Especially the California representatives that were just in there forever. The Diana Feinsteins, right? Um, another one that's been in way too long is Pelosi. I mean, these people end up being in there in their entire lives. And it's not even clear if they've done anything to help America. Or the American people, you know? Term limits is something that's got to change. We all need to speak up on that. Furthermore, I believe, in my opinion, we need to have a leader of this country that's in their 50s. And I don't mean to come off as ageist or anything like that. I've had some in-depth conversations with my spouse about the presidents that we've had. And they've all been very elderly. And I just think it would show a strength for the United States to have someone in their 50s or early 60s get into office. Someone that's not only younger, but more vibrant, enthusiastic, healthier in the body, the mind, and the spirit. And I know all those statements right there is basically making me sound like ageist, and that's not what I mean at all. I just think that we need some little fresh, strong, new blood in office. And someone that's in their 50s, early 60s and vibrant, you know. Everyone is 70 plus and ancient that we've had in office recently. Um, I need to go to a commercial before I finish the show. I'm, I'm going a little bit longer than I anticipated today. Um, I wanted to make sure I got to a lot of issues and plus I haven't had a show in like three weeks. So it's been, uh, I'm trying to play catch up here but I can only do one show right now this week. 
Um, and then I want to plan for the show with the round table with Joe and Pokey. And um, have you ever wanted to start a podcast? Well, Anchor makes it easy. Let me tell you a little bit about it. I love Anchor because I can record right from my phone or from the Anchor website. And I can trim and I can edit right from the website or the app on my smartphone. And Anchor will distribute my podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check it out today on anchor.fm. I'm currently only on Spotify and Anchor. Um, Anchor is owned by Spotify. I'll expand out to those others at some point, but please also check out the other show that I co-host on, The Frills Daily Show. We talk about NFL football about once a week. We're going to be shooting our show on Thursday. We're going to start doing some lives as well. And check out The Frills Daily Show on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Please like, follow, and share. And check us out also on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Who I co-host the show with um, is Frills Daily. And he has another show called Self Love that he puts out on Tuesdays as well. Probably Wednesdays he records, I think, on Tuesdays. Please check it out. And I also want to make sure I mention de-enterprises.com. Um, that is Joe's website, and it's called Daily Enterprises. And the website is de, as in Daily Enterprises-creations.com. You can get hats, hoodies, sheets, backdrops, pretty much any kind of merch that you want. Check it out, de-creations.com. So I was talking about some political things, talking about, I believe, you know, we should have a younger president in office. Please give me your feedback on that if you think I'm just being way over the top ages, but um, that's just my opinion. But I also believe that we need to stop arguing and fighting endlessly about every subject topic, because everything now really is politically charged. We've allowed everything to become politically charged. I mean, I mentioned earlier our families are getting split and, and people having different views. Family and friends blocking each other on social media, which is just, that is really crazy to me. How we can't be so supportive of each other that we're gonna just block each other on social media because we don't agree politically. We just need to stop fighting and arguing and just talk it out. We need to do better for this country. You know, recently I just found out that I am actually a moderate. And most of my life, as far as I can remember, back to being a teenager in high school, I always thought I was an independent because I just kind of refused to play either side, left or right. Um, I didn't know if I want to be a Democrat. I don't know if I want to be a Republican. I don't agree enough with them. I don't support either party enough. I don't. They're just all so crooked, um, so corrupt. I'm just going to be independent. But then I found out I'm a moderate. 
I want to find middle ground. I want to find even ground. It's the weirdest thing that some ideas I do agree with some liberals, some things I agree with conservatives, some things I don't agree with either, and I'm going to bring the two together and find a happy medium. But we need to quit arguing and fighting endlessly because it's doing nothing for us. Just maintaining the division that I swear that the government wants as a distraction so they can do what they want. Do we want to save America? Do we want to make America great again? We need to work together to do that. We need to stop the hate, the arguing, the name calling. Like I mentioned again, call your congressman if you want change. Demand those term limits. We need to. We have to. And I'll continue saying it. I said it earlier in the show that a million times, and I'll say it a million times again. Together we rise, divided we fall. Straight, period. But that'll be enough political talk for today. Um, (laughs) I wanted to talk about a couple other things, um, specifically with some of the the cancel cancel culture stuff. Um, But like so many other seemingly innocuous phrases, you know, I mean, cancel culture, you know, states, rights, pro-life, family values, political correctness. I think cancel culture is like PC on roids, straight up political correctness on steroids. And uh, it's just crazy to me. Um, some of the things that are being canceled and I understand some of it as well, but things that have been around so long that all of a sudden you're going to cancel them. It's like, what was wrong with that? I think there's something wrong with us more than something that was wrong with something that was canceled. And I'm not going to go deep into a bunch of them because I actually have plans for cancel culture show specifically, but. It's funny to me that there would even be discussions about canceling certain things like the Snickers bar. You know, they were, I found out that this was a joke, but I, I thought it was serious and I was like, wow, really? We're wasting time with this, but the Snickers was gonna get rid of the veins on top of the candy bar, you know? Cause it looks like veins of a, uh, Um, yeah, so uh, there's like things like that. That's crazy. And there's even like cartoon characters. And like I said, I'm not going to go deep in those, but when it first happened, where Pepe Le Pew, and I understand it because certain people have a mindset or a perception of something where the rape culture is something that's acceptable, and it absolutely is not. Absolutely, 100%, no way. But when I, when I heard that Pepe Le Pew was canceled because of sexual harassment and they actually decided not to put him on Space Jam 2 because of that, I'm like, wow. I know that when I was a kid, thinking back, because that was my favorite cartoon brand, Saturday cartoons, Looney Tunes, 
And so I watched all of those. And so thinking back and watching Pepe Le Pew, I was trying to, you know, hit on the cat and trying to paint his white stripe black. And what's up, baby? Basically, you know, saying, hey, he was wanting to hang out with her. I never made that connection as a kid that that was sexual harassment. I get it. I understand it. I see that now. But I certainly didn't see that as a kid. I didn't see that as influencing me. There's so many more things that would influence kids that, I'm not saying this, but people may say this, where it could be like music or movies could influence a kid, but a cartoon. And I know the Looney Tunes were originally written and made for adults, but they ended up being super popular for kids, so that's why it was kids' cartoons, Saturday cartoons. But, you know, you start going down this road, and I, I, I read this story, and, and honestly, I don't even know if it's true, but it's, when you start talking about all this cancel culture stuff, and it drives me completely up the wall, and you start hearing all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, if a gay couple, let's say, wanted a wedding cake, would a Christian cake maker or a baker be considered or frowned upon for participating in their marriage? You know what I mean? It just gets really crazy, really dicey. Does a gun seller or someone that owns a gun shop And he's a Christian guy that owns this gun shop. Does that mean he participated in the murder if someone purchased a gun there and murdered people? No. No. It's just insane. So I know I'm running really late. I usually go about 30 minutes. That's why it's called Tough 30. And I really appreciate you folks listening today. Um, other shows we're going to have in the future, um, I do want to have a Rolling Stone specific show um, I was going to combine it with some other music influences that I grew up with having two big brothers um, but after doing some research and, and talking to one of my brothers and one of my best friends my best friend actually I've known since second grade um, two big Stones fans and going over a bunch of they have hundreds hundreds of songs and so I want to talk about some of the greats some of the popular ones, um, some of the very sweet songs, um, and how long the band has been around, and one of the best rock and roll bands ever, the Rolling Stones. Um, so I'll be getting into that. And for anyone that may have been like me when I was younger, like the Rolling Stones, yeah, whatever, I'm be talking about some really solid songs. I want to direct you to or advise you to listen to if you're 
like I was and had any uncertainties about the Rolling Stones or why people liked them or why they were so popular or why they're one of the greatest rock bands ever. So I'll get into that in the Stones show. Um, I told you folks about the round table I'm going to have with Joe and Pokey. It's going to be the hokey pokey and joking show for the day. And uh, I also am going to have another show soon too uh, with a friend of mine I used to work with who is a marriage and family therapist. And we're going to be talking about some community events, uh, ones that she has participated in, and a program that she's trying to promote in her community to improve community. I think it would be super cool and helpful for individuals or families looking for a way to connect with your other community members uh, without having to go, say, to church, you know, because not everyone was born uh, in a family who went to church or that is religious or that has faith-based family values, so it's a super cool idea, and without describing any other details, I'm looking forward to uh, joining her on the show, and I'm not mentioning her name even because I'm not sure if she's comfortable with that, but I want to mention other shows that we'll be having in the future, so thank you loads and loads for joining me on Talk 30. Please continue to listen. Please share, like, follow, and check me out also on the Frills Daily Show um, with Frills Daily uh, talking about NFL football. Good night. Goodbye. I will talk to you soon. Sean F. Smith. Peace out, y'all. Have a great night.